Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. Um, and we'll do a little bit of a shorter introduction today. I just want to bring you back into part two of the conversation that I have with Mike this past uh, week. Mike dropped a lot of gems just about uh, things that he's starting to learn from the Lord as it relates to uh, yeah, just gratitude and generosity and how it's the antidote, uh, not just to greed, uh, but to the associated grumpiness that comes with greed. So uh, just excellent stuff that'll just help all of us in terms of yeah, how would to use or think of our resources in light of God's faithfulness. So hope you're blessed by it. What have been some of those things maybe that you had known in the past about the character of God, but now in this season, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't just know it. I know it. Yeah, I feel like, um, it, it, and it's going to sound so basic, but I feel like the truth that God is, um, the truth that God's a faithful provider has become much more real to me um, because I look back and it's, it is, it now I'm looking back at a track record that is, and I remember I had one morning where I was, uh, the Lord was dealing with me on this and it just came to a point where it was just like, Michael, when have you struggled for anything related to money ever right <laughs> in your entire, in my entire life. life not just like <laughs> no no i mean i mean literally ever yeah and not only that there are specific instances where um i have needed god to like do something drastic mm-hmm. for me in the area of provision and he's done it every single every time. time so i think it's it's been an accumulation of experience in walking with um the lord that has cemented so it's like the promise has always been there and i've known the promise and i've known god's heart and his character and in, in provision but i think that it's kind of like um the accumulation of experiences has driven it home for me and it, it makes me think just back to you look at how Jesus was um, and how the disciples were walking with Jesus and how he would constantly they'd have these experiences with him and he would um, shape these experiences designed at building up their faith within him. And then obviously the uh, kind of the, the, the crown jewel of that experience was when he went to the cross and died for them. I feel like there has been that type of experience for me to where they the disciples we know he's a faithful provider he's uh you know fed all these thousands of people you know he asked them when uh he's like man how many after i performed the miracle and fed the five thousand how many baskets did you have left over right and he's like 12 so i think if you look at the same way Jesus was walking with them and, and growing their confidence in him and their faith in him, and he would do all these sort of things. And then obviously on the other side of the cross, you see how the truth of who he was became so vivid, so clear and concrete that it changed. It was a, it was a complete pivot. Right. right? I mean, it wasn't like, Oh, we know. Yeah. You're the Messiah. Like Peter's like, Oh yeah, you're the Messiah and all this sort of stuff. And then he runs off afraid. And then on the other side of the cross, he's out here, you know, getting thrown in prison getting beaten and celebrating and all that sort of stuff. There was some, 
thing that he knew he knew who Jesus was on some level, but the accumulation of experiences and sort of that moment of uh, that sort of concrete solidifying moment changed the trajectory on the other side. I feel like that has been what I have experienced around um, God's faithfulness and provision. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And and, in some of the stuff that I've been, um, the Lord's been telling me through his word and my, and my personal times with him. And then certain things I've been reading different, particularly in our context in America. Um, you know, people are, have different levels of provision and means and all that sort of stuff. But I just feel like there's still a gap in really understanding, um, God's heart around money. And then also, um, just how, let me see. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Just how, um, hmm. yeah, I, I think that there's given our context, I think money is really, really, uh, it can be powerful and very sticky. Right. And I think that it can be extremely deceptive. And I feel like where we, the time we're living in, the place that we're living in, and it's interesting to say that right now in light of the economy tanking and all that sort of stuff. But no matter how you shake it, um, I feel like we are all uniquely threatened, whether you make $30,000 a year, um, or whether you make $500,000 a year, I think we're all uniquely um, kind of mm. sort of in the enemy's sights when it comes to money, because there's a reason why Jesus was like, you can't serve God in money. And I think we can look horizontally at, um, you know, one another or our neighborhood or just Americans in general and we can um, think that we're not susceptible to being deceived around whether it be greed or whether it be, um, yeah, whether it be greed in hoarding and saving or whether it be greed in spending, whatever form it may take. I think we can flatter ourselves and um, be deceived to an extent. And I think we miss out on experiencing the joy that comes from being um, liberated from that deception. Yeah. And, and so I think liberated it, from the deception of the, greed. Well, the deception of, um, yeah, I guess it is the deception of greed and yeah. whatever form it may take because no one, um, I was watching a, uh, I think Tim Keller's mentioned this before. I think that uh, there's a, a pastor named Dr. Stephen Um who I enjoy as well. He has a good sermon on um, greed and he talks about how no one would want to label themselves greedy. Right. right? And cause it, it's so, uh, he talked about how you see how many times Jesus talked about money and how he, how much he talked about the dangers of money. And he said, he talked about it. Uh, I think this is Tim Keller said the reason why he would talk about that so much is because no one gets confused about whether you're committing adultery or not. Right. 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 You yeah. don't, uh, you don't commit adultery. Like, oh, what's happening here? Like, you don't get confused about that. But greed is something that's like really subtle. Um, uh, same way, you know, pride can be really subtle. It's one of the, you know, pr- sort of like the carbon monoxide of sin. And I think greed is like one of those sort of sins as well, to where you would never stop and think, 
oh wow like i am greedy but i think that it's one of those uh things that the enemy has has kind of sort of lulled us to sleep in certain ways and it's cost us i think in a couple of ways it's cost us um communally because obviously us being um image bearers and us being specifically us that you know believers we have been commissioned to be stewards of god's resources and to take responsibility of ruling underneath him and doing good and being generous and imaging him in that way and i think greed can hurt that It, it can hinder that so we miss out on that but we also i think miss out on the freedom and the joy mm. that comes through being generosity that's good, that's good for it's good for us yeah. like we get to enjoy um you know it's kind of like the jesus says it's more blessed to, to give than receive and it sounds really good but how many people are really experiencing that right right, right. how many people are really one of the key sources of joy in their life is giving yeah. and it's beyond just finances, but it's not less than finances. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and no, so not, I, yeah. no, no, I mean, that's good because if you think of it, like I personally know a lot of people that have a lot that hoard a lot and are unhappy. But do you know what I don't know? Like the people in my life that I've seen that are the most generous are the most joyful. Like you don't see generous people with frowns on their faces, which is crazy. It it, it is. And it seems so counterintuitive. (laughs) But when you just think about God himself, he is the most generous one of all. And he is the most joyful one of all. So it is us being his image bearers it's it's got the same relationship but i think because of deception it we can be self-deceived or deceived by the enemy it can whatever we have been discipled in this um we've been discipled by our context to believe something completely different and so there's this renewing of mind this renewing of heart this uh truth that needs to invade us to set us free from that so that we can, um, you know, be faithful and fruitful and joyful. You That's know. Dope.